Hi there. Hi. Hey, hello. Good evening. Italy in the house. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Except you're not in Italy, right? Yeah. 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 yeah whole south. <laughs> yeah, you, you are uh, Joseph and Andrea is, but uh, Gaetano is in uh, Barcelona. I'm in Barcelona, yeah. Yeah, nice. Cool. Good to see you all. It's been a while. Yeah. Been a while, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm always always connected. Music connects. That's that's Absolutely. the thing. Absolutely. Are you you're in uh, you told us uh, you're in um, at your mom's house and you brought some um, some gear with you. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, three months in Barcelona where I live. Uh, my house mm-hmm. there. Um, I live since nine years now. Uh, now, yes. And then, uh, you know, after three months of uh, lockdown, I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to family. Yeah, I'm in my parents' house. Uh, it's like since uh, the end of June. And now, you know, I'm thinking to go back a little bit in Barcelona. I miss my studio, you know, I have, I have things there. But, you know, with the lockdown, you could not even go to the studio because I have my studio is like 10 minutes away from my house. And uh, it's not the same spirit, you know, when you're, you cannot... You don't have time, you know, the, uh, you, you have some the particular time in the day you can go. If you want to spend the night there, you cannot come back, you know, in, a, you know, in the night home. It's, it was not, not the best time to work in the studio, but I made a lot of music, even in my home studio, of course. And then I came here by my car and um, I took a ferry from Barcelona to um, Civita Vecchia, which is close to, to Rome. And then uh, I drove here and then, uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, you know, it's coming back to the roots. This is the room, you know, it's my, uh, you know, bedroom where, when I was living here. And uh, <laughs> so you, this so is where you... everything started, this this corner here. I was oh, start wow. playing, playing records. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> quite special. And you and you can enjoy your mom's food. Oh, yeah, this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got some kilos at the beginning and then, you know, I, yeah, like, like, get, get me back to the, to the personal trainer. <laughs> I need to work out. And then, yes, now, now I feel okay. I'm back. <laughs> but yeah, it's lovely to be here, of course. It's but, typical. You know, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the mama food, you know. <laughs> yeah, like uh, 10 seconds into the conversation with Italian people and it's already about food. I love it. <laughs> you have a special connection with Italy, right? It's like we could also, go on for hours. Your, your first gigs, like you, 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 there are some legendary gigs you made, like in '91. This, the, this Rome, uh, you know, uh, yeah, those were crazy times. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Eh? yeah, yeah. I mean, since since '91, I've basically be traveled to to Italy. Uh, I don't know every couple of months really <laughs> i think i've i've seen every club in every every city in um um in italy and uh, yeah i love it i mean it's there's so many amazing places there yeah, I, yeah, we, I really we went to napoli if you remember like mm. uh, was like 16 years ago 15 years ago in uh, old river park that yeah. was the first time and you were doing uh, you and chris Liebing collabs then we met you know i uh, i started to play with the, the guys of old river and then I remember I played uh, before you guys in uh, NNC, uh, Golden Gate. And then I remember this this night you got uh, food poisoned. I remember you were completely sick, and yeah. I still played. I was like, oh my god, you know, it's, uh, it was, <laughs> I, I never forget. And then I made that track. Um, was released on drum code actually. It was called Food Poison. And then you know, was yeah, I was thinking about you. I made the track the day after. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> Nice. 
yeah, that was that was those were good times, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but Italy is uh, I consider it as um, my second country almost, you know, because I've been there so many times. Um, good to you. Yeah, always enjoying the the audience there and um, and the food, of course. Also, some artists, I know. Uh, you know, you, you have a lot of uh, friends over here. You know, like also Napolitan techno legends, and you know, I remember you. You know, you, so you have some gr great uh, friends and artists, of course, you know, in Italy, Rome as well. I remember yeah. You, you, yeah, Donato Dozzi, right? Also, is a good friend of you, or something. Um, or, uh, yeah. I, maybe that that crew. I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe uh, DJ Red as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, some some of that. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, um, I'm a massive fan of Donato, and we talk and everything, but uh, we are not really close. But um, okay, fair yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's still it's the plan of, of doing something together at some point. But uh, who knows? <laughs> I see some friends showing up. John yeah. Esther, he was here. He was here last week. What's ah, up? Nice. Yeah. I listened cool. to your album, uh, John. It's wicked. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Robin, I saw Robin uh, checking in as well. So yeah, uh, let's start. Um, good to see everybody checking in. Uh, Colin is here too. I see Colin. Sub. Wow. Nice yeah. one. Amazing. Lady Starlight, she's amazing. I never met her, but uh, oh. huge did respect we, for her. Did we miss that, Lady Starlight? Yeah, yeah. she she and wrote you. a comment. It's <laughs> a okay. nice occasion to say hi and uh, Hello, much respect, Hello. Colleen. So. Um, yeah, I see. Um, you know, my my eyes are drawn to, of course, the the gear in Gaetano's uh, place. <laughs> is this your this? I guess is this this is your studio, right? Your, um, yeah, your... yeah. It's uh, the basement of my house. Um, you know, on, uh, and uh, yeah, I built this studio four years ago. Actually, I bring, um, you know, when you start. To build the studio because I start from scratch. This is box in the box in a really building, and uh, so that's uh, proper, man. A box in a box. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, because uh, you know, for the um, uh, acoustic um, uh, insulation and stuff like that is like uh, I don't want. I have, I have neighbors upstairs, and the next neighbors is me, and then there is. You know, but this is an old building, so I, I have to be sure that I feel comfortable. So, uh, without any stress. So I build this studio and I bring all my my old machines here in in there, and then, then I change it. Uh, I change my way to work. Like before, I used to have a mixer, and now is um, you know an hybrid between digital and analog stuff. Um, we can talk later about what I miss because I really miss something. About okay, it. yeah, you can talk about it now. But I was I was wondering, did you did you actually build your studio and did you do the box construction yourself or did you have it done by by a company? Okay, I the, um, I was in front of position like everyone to challenge these things because you know a studio is really a challenge thing is a bet because. Mm -hmm. uh, um, there are, I think th there are only three options. One is the amateur one, uh, so the cheapest one. The, the third one is the the most expensive that you uh, bring engineers and uh, they you know they follow all the process of the, about building the studio and and then I actually I adopted the second the one in the middle. 
and this is called um, a company in Portugal called called Bicapustic. Um, and actually, the, they 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 work with majors and stuff like that, and they uh, build these kind of acoustic panels that I have behind, you know. And they have the option when you go on their website, you uh, uh, they have a software, and they uh, and this software uh, you give, give give them the the planimetry of your studio. Uh, the materials, of the and uh, they try to give you like up that could work uh, for your for your studio for your environment. Okay, and so so you give them the metrics, and do you also give them uh, uh, some sound recordings, like an impulse response kind of thing, so they can hear the the reverb and the and the. Uh, okay, interesting. And, and does uh, it work? Does it work? Did it work out well? Uh, actually, you know, I when I came, came in, I was so afraid because you know, <laughs> in the studio, you so much struggling to get your own studio cabling. And so at the end, I was really happy. But the first thing that I did, uh, I I called another producer. In this case, it was Martin Budry. That you know, for me, it's like he got really you know you're really sensitive with here so yeah, I, I, Martin I, is crazy yeah it's just yeah, amazing I, I asked him to bring this uh, a track for that he got as a reference and I asked him to get in the studio I didn't say anything because I didn't want to influence him in any out and when he came out sounds really, really good so I'm really happy because as you can see, it's like it's it's weird, weird. I mean, it's not. I have some stones in there, and this is from the the ancient wall, like of the of the building, these stones, and and I have an arch over there. Mm -hmm. My ceiling is an arch. Okay. Ah, nice. Okay, so. So you're in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know when when you go through internet and you want to um, uh, learn and uh, understand how it works, you want to you want to do the best. Uh, all the the examples that we give you is like like a box, a square that, that doesn't have it to be like has to be symmetric. You know this kind of things about no one has an arch i didn't mm. find things with an arch but actually it works pretty well because uh, I'm, uh, I'm 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 really happy I think it sounds very well i've been there i test the the album tracks there after the the masterings and also the tracks i made in barcelona during the the lockdown the sound it sounds very very well you know you 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 realize every Every mistake, so I get back to the studio. I was like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> nice things. So, is the is the sound uh, good everywhere, or do you have a sweet spot where where you? Uh, I have a sweet spot. I, okay, the noise is not that big. Um, of course, I have the background is like the club vibe. <laughs> how is for you, Joachim? How is your studio like? Uh, how you listen? The you know. The tracks, you know, there is a spot there because it's huge. So I see you have a, maybe you have a place, a spot of the 
of the room where you you realize the frequencies of things or uh, this another I don't well, know. I've got I've got some pretty big speakers in here, and mm -hmm. uh, but they're mastering speakers, so obviously the position uh, is important. The position, right? This no, no, no. The position where you want when you really want to hear okay. every single detail and have the the full image. Uh, you have to okay. you kind of in the area where I'm sitting now. You know, okay, where nice. the speaker is. You know, where the you know recording takes place, but uh, the sound travels all the way. Very, the sound travels very well all the way to the back, so the, they're big enough to to cover a lot of space. You know, nice. so the whole the whole place behind me here, where usually the live recording is is happening, uh -huh. uh, with the jamming, you know, like the uh, hardware stuff. Um, the sound is very good. There's no not a moment when you when you think uh, what's going on. It's always there and it's always uh, filling the room. You know, which is I great. I can see you have panels there as well. You know, you, really you yeah, but it's all hippie treatment. There's nothing scientific about it. You know, I mean, in okay. an old, old this is a bunker basically, and this is uh, there's a few floors of offices upstairs, and um, uh, they, they when we came here, it was all deserted. It was empty. And uh, there was lots of material lying around, like uh, ceiling plates and uh, insulation stuff. So we basically gathered everything and, and made it into soundproofing, like just, uh, you know, recycled it, recycled it to have some fun. Is, is it where you live or you, you have to go somewhere? It's, no, uh, it's close to my house. It's very ah, close. Ah, no, it's close by much better, yeah. This is it's an like important... a four-minute bike ride. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Ride. And it's a 10-minute walk, so it's easy. Great. Um, but yeah, so there is soundproofing, but it's basically all done by ear, you know? Um, just, uh, I've, I've never really done any uh, studio scientific soundproofing, you know? It's like, it's just by, by ear, basically. The, when I think... It sounds nice. I, I can't stand uh, dead rooms, you know. I, I have a very hard time being in a in a completely uh, soundproof studio. I just don't like the the vibe there, you know. Um, so there is a little bit of a tail going on uh, in sort of the low mid range, a little bit. So, but I know it, you know. I know where to listen for, or what to listen yeah. for, and um, it doesn't bother me. It's just uh, the room sounds a bit more alive than than an untreated studio, but it's still. Uh, muffled enough and and uh, bass trapped enough to get a very solid uh, direct sound without uh, delays or without uh, you know things it's being out of phase interesting what you say because um it's very I have important to feel good, you know? i have to feel good i have to feel yeah. the vibe you know that's the most important thing if you for me in a studio you have to feel like you want to create something and you want to uh you want to be in that place you know you don't have to i don't you want don't want to feel trapped or you don't want to feel uncomfortable because it's too scientific and too studio like i just mm -hmm. it's just a living room just a place to hang out and uh, and do creative stuff you know just feel I at think home. It's, it's very interesting thing because what i see of course now, nowadays more because you know there's, so, there's many options to produce and um, many many people i know they just call the engineers okay make make me a studio but you have always to follow your 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 air you know you always to have to to feel comfortable in a place. And uh, I stepped in a, some studios. They were really like, I, as you say, there are some studios that there is no noise. You know, it's like just, you know, it's like a, a capsule. And mm -hmm. um, it's not for me, and I think also for you, as you say, it's not very necessary uh, that. It's very important uh, how you, um, you know, you you feel in a room and then you take time. Of course, whenever, whenever you buy the studio, it's not like, 
okay, it's going to be sound great at the beginning. You make changes and uh, it's just about what you want. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, not every studio can sound perfect for everyone. I think, you know, sure. it's what, what I've experienced. Then. As long yeah, as you feel... Like room. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how's and that for I, you, I uh, Andrea? I mean, I'm in a transitional moment, so my studio is just like half plugged and uh, in a common room. But also here I realized that, uh, for example, I, I'm using a subwoofer, which is usually very not suggested uh, if you have a not treated room uh, but uh, I can say that it helped me because it depends also on what music you're doing I think for techno and club music the subwoofer is essential so I'm working very uh, precisely about like 50 hertz 40 hertz this kind of frequencies I can adjust the kick drums on this frequency about very few milliseconds too long, too short, to not to be like uh, in phase with the bass, and I think that you have to know the room. And my my workflow, for example, is always having a tour about different uh, listening points, like for studio friends, house, and uh, machine, the like car, of course, is <laughs> the perfect test, you know. So I always compare it with different uh, sound systems and I have, okay, it sounds good on different speakers. Makes sense. Yeah, I, it's, it's, um, I, I, I do the same, basically. So the, the, I consider this space mainly a space for creating stuff. And yeah. uh, I know 95% sure most of the time how it's going to translate to to other mm. systems but sometimes you do get some details wrong you know sometimes you get some um because the the sound system here is so revealing you hear absolutely everything from from the highest mm. highs to the the lowest bottom you know it's all there but um to just to see how it translates to other systems you know the way some people might listen to it on yeah or or you know uh, you know even earbuds or or a bluetooth speaker or something um, I play it there just to see how how it holds up on those on those other systems, and then sometimes make adjustments. But um, that is just a matter of how it translates, and not how it feels. If if the uh, here, I'm only concerned uh, up to the sort of the last stage on how how it feels. You know how the how the vibe is. I mix for vibe, not for you know with in my mind uh, uh, the end the end the, the, the mastered sound you know it's basically that's uh, the last step that's one sort of fix in the last stage where where you kind of make it in such a way that it translates well on other systems too but um but before do you have that a subwoofer? It's, do you use a subwoofer too yeah you get on because i never had a subwoofer in the studio you you recommend to uh, as Andrea said, if maybe... you have the space, if you have the space, because not okay, all right. room. Yeah. Okay. So you know, it, I mean, basically, uh, yeah. Sometimes I never used. I really, but I think it's uh, something else. You know, it, it, of course, if the space. Yeah, My subwoofer, for example, is like at one, like volume, mm. on, uh, oh. around one. It's just for to give me that like uh, bend. Frequencies that I can't hear with the. I use it always or just after. Uh, what no, you no try. I use it always. I use ah, it always. Okay, okay, interesting. Yeah, because I never. I prefer to you to to listen the you know the 
mid-high frequencies because the, su the subwoofer, if their room is not right, I don't know if my room is not right, it's quite big, but um, I'm, I'm scared that maybe, you know, you don't listen the mid-high frequencies. Uh, it depends on the volume that you use it. Mm -hmm. Right. And also, most most uh, subwoofers these days they they uh, they are part of systems which are you know active systems and subwoofers can be bypassed. You know, there's a crossover and, and an sure. amplifier yeah. inside the subwoofer, so you can basically use your near fields for your your no usual sort of listening and and creating stuff, and then you can switch on the sub just to see. What's yeah, going on yeah. in the lowest okay. octave? Just to double check, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I can switch it off here too, but it's usually always on <laughs> uh, because it sounds nice. But uh, but it's uh, yeah. it's like like Andrea's uh, example, you know. It's uh, it's just there to complement um, the rest of the system. So it's not, you know, if you switch it off, the sound is exactly the same. It just doesn't go as low. Right. You know? okay. you, there's you less, Gatano, less right? energy. In. Hmm? Gatano has as well, right? You have a subwoofer too. No, actually, I am. I no because I still have my old Genelec. They are, I think, more than twenty years old, and uh, they are kind of subby, and um, they are really pleasant to to hear and listening to. And uh, I don't need the sub. I was thinking to buy a sub when uh, you know. You know, the, to have that, that that extra punch, but I have a kind of speaker. To be honest, probably they are uh, they are not the most um, accurate and um, uh, yeah, accurate is the word. I think to have a, a proper listen to uh, to be radical, you know, on uh, on on the frequencies to listen to all the frequencies. Um, but I get used to that. So, because uh, I think you have to put, um, uh, you know, at the end of the list, what is um, which, which is the best result for uh, result for you. And uh, if you are really um, used to have uh, to listen a certain sound, probably you should go. I, I was I was trying, um, you know, I, I told a lot of time to move on to have a uh, different speakers and at the moment i'm still stuck with uh with general like it's uh, i don't need any sub anyway and the ns10 of course to listen the <laughs> the, the flat i remember yeah. the old, old, old you need school. to know your equipment that's the point because uh yeah. you I, I knew a guy so many years ago that he was like producing with uh very small yamaha speakers and like was kind of cut out up under maybe eight years i could never but it was like uh so near and so low that he could wow. like use them like uh, headphones and so that at some point he was very uh, able to mix the low frequency in a precise way that I was, for example, before the subwoofer, I was producing with a muddy ba bass, and so I couldn't hear like the kick length and all this stuff that were colliding each other. And so well, I always you can something surprising because when I start to produce, uh, well, I start very in a very humble way. Uh, I think you know everyone, but um, I was producing with a 
the computer hi-fi speakers. You know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have money, of course, you know, with my of course. Home computer. Okay. And I was to fill the base, if the base was right, I was putting the hand on top. <laughs> and I was, because <laughs> it was sounding bad, and I was feeling it. There was some vibration. I was like, okay, it's okay. And then I, I was wow, going to another level. <laughs> to, to Rino Cerrone Studio and Marc Antonio Studio in Napoli. And they were like, Joseph, you know, uh, they're, they're okay, but just give me the parts. I'm going to mix for you. And they were mixing for me the, on the Mackie mixer. They, they, they made my first mixes. And I when they never you the how, 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 how far <laughs> off were they? How, did they? Were they actually really far off the, the way they should be sounding? Or, or, or no, just, no, no, did you get far, it a little no. bit, just a little bit wrong? Uh, yeah, a little bit wrong. And then yeah, uh, yeah. I, I made my first records like that. This is very special. You know, just with the hand to fill the base. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's all, what you said before, it's about your hair. You know, what you, uh, you know, what you feel from the room. I didn't have a room. It was this room. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's I will never forget this. It's, it's, a, it's a special thing, you know. It, and uh, they were not so far. Then I realized how slowly to mix, you know, with that speakers. And um, yeah, this uh, this is my beginning. <laughs> well, it's a good it's a good thing, you know. I mean, I I learned to to play vinyl on on uh, like very shitty belt driven uh, uh, turntables, you know. Me too. Me too. Yeah. One, yeah, like, one with finger. I didn't have pitch control, so one with finger. With the high move, yeah, yeah. I still have it. I have it yeah. here. It's, it's, I don't know where it's it is, but it's uh, it's my grandma. My grandma high five on table. But it's great because once you move to to better equipment, you know, you you have all the you have the feeling of uh, how you want to do it. You know, it's. Um, it's a good start, you know. It doesn't really matter, you know, how shitty your gear is. <laughs> it makes you work yeah. harder. It's great. Uh, Joachim, have you ever tried to mix with uh, in-ear phone, headphones? Yeah, I used to. Uh, yeah, uh, I have. I've had two pairs, I think, um, like three-way in-ear, like proper hi-fi. Um, uh, but to be honest, I th I tended to. Uh, I mean, they sound fantastic when you listen to music. You know, they 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 have a really immersive sound uh, and very accurate too. Um, but I just it it does feel a little bit to me like a like a soundproofed room, you know, because it sort of can disconnects you from the from the outside world, and um, it's not a pleasant um, feeling for me. It's a uh, yeah, and 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 I also you, you because you miss the acoustics and the the physical bass and physical sound in the room you tend to play them louder than you should and okay. then your ears get fatigued very quickly um i i would even you know i would rather just have a, a pair of cheapo hi-fi speakers to to create music on just just to have a sort of an idea what's going on but um rather than just head, then he headphones don't you know I, I use headphones to check mixes for especially you know the stereo field and stuff like that and um, Which kind but, of headphones? For um, right now, I'm wearing these, the Biodynamics, the, <laughs> what is it DT 990 or something? Uh, and I've, I've got a pair of uh, Sony's, um, and um, it doesn't really matter. It's just uh, it's not about the sound or the the relations of the sound. It's more about the the stereo field for me when I listen on headphones, just to s double check basically. 
you know, because um, it was a classic, you know, uh, it was another option to avoid when you have all the problem of uh, the sound. Um, um, Let's say hello to Caspian. Caspian, what's up, dude? <laughs> when, you, when you have a problem with uh, your acoustic in your in your room, that could be another option. But like in your, uh, I know it's something that uh, it's uh, a second. Yeah, option. for me, for me, for me, exactly. It's for me. It would work as a as a double check thing, like a second pair of monitors, uh, but never to completely work on actually i've recorded an entire album on on headphones but it's uh, it was it wasn't a it wasn't the ideal situation you know okay uh, it can be done was the best oh. was the best selling uh one of the best yes <laughs> so there's a question from oxycope um if we are using oratones those are the the small speakers sometimes people use them as just one mono source or they have to um you know a pair as it basically they have the same function as the ns10s you know you can listen to um music you know and just check how they how it translates on smaller systems the the bass cuts off i think under 60 hertz or something or even higher mm. and they have a very clear sound Do, does anyone anybody of you no i never use used them, them. I what what I do actually I use the old NS10 and then yeah, uh, actually because like 90% of the people listen music uh, through uh, a computer laptop or something like that you know I really check my stuff on uh, really like computer speakers headphones of course and try to you know have this balance so my reference for um, you know, iFi uh, speakers is NS10. I still use that. Right. I like to listen records in the car. In the car is like, you know, where you... Yeah, the car is the yeah. best. Yeah, yeah. If you know your <laughs> car system, of course, it's like, you know, we were talking before. But yes, it's uh, it's the last, the last, not, well, not the last, maybe the last is the club. Of course, the last proof. But uh, yeah, the, the car is, uh, you can uh, you can understand a lot. Especially on uh, house records, I'm doing a lot of house records, uh, you know, as, as well, and um, you know, more like instrumental and more, you know, uh, vocals. The car is a good proof. It's a really nice proof. It's like more more radiophonic, you, you know. Yeah. Do you do you actually do check your unmastered tracks uh, in a club or? Yes. Because yes, I, I, I never do. I never do. Um. I do, I do because I when I mix when I when I produce a track, I always try. Well, I know I always try. I, now I always do like that. I always um, mix every single sound as it was a final mix. So when I do the export or the recording, it sounds good. You know, it sounds already good for what I want. Of course, um, in the past I was you know producing and then do, doing the mix at the end. Now I try to do every single sound already quite mixed, you know. So it's they sound pretty, pretty uh, similar to the master. Of course, the master is 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 the next level. But um, I realize, you know, step by step, what, what is going on already. This mm -hmm. is, you know, it's it's uh, my personal way of of, of of produce. You know, there's people that they mix at the end, but um, I like to to spend more time 
uh, on, um, on 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 the production to to mix in the in the in the um, you know in the in the right moment in the same do you, moment. Do you mix uh, in the box? Sorry. Do you mix in the inside the inside the computer? Uh, first, and then you know I have a little mixer. I have a, a little Allenit mixer in the studio, which um, I make the you know the, the the second way of mixing. But uh, a lot you know in, in the in the in the dough in the um, you know in the in, in the computer. Yes. Do you use uh, Ableton? Yes, Ableton. Yes, okay. Ableton. But um, in the last period, I'm, I'm um, especially for the album that I, I just released, which is kind of very, um, you know, different than what I was doing before. But is as it's very simple, it's uh, more house and minimalistic stuff, and it can sound like quite simple. But I had to have um, a very special mix and mastering because that small sound, I I I, I wanted them to sound pretty pretty fat and big. And um, I call no. To be honest, I'm honest. Uh, by my my kind of uh, mix, I was not happy because I say okay, I need something else. So I, I I've been to Berlin to um, a very special. Um, you know, it's a guy I, I, I respect a lot. It's a uh, Tobias friend. Uh, I tried first Hannes Bigger, which is also a great uh, mixer guy in Berlin. Uh, but um, we made the first, uh, you know, step of mixing with him, and then I chose a few tracks that for me sounded good. But uh, you know, I, for the album, I, I've been to mix the tracks in another studio for with a real engineer. Engineer. Um, this guy is Tobias friend. I don't know if you know him. He worked yeah, also yeah, yeah. for Ostgut. It's, it's, it's very, he made a great job on the, you know, the, the house tracks and the, the cinematic stuff I did. And, uh, you know, it's... So basically, he's, he's, uh, you give him the stems, you bounce stuff out of Ableton. Yes, and then you, it's the first you, time I did as, this. As, I as never a, did this before. But, mm -hmm. you know, as this album was something different. And uh, to be honest, I wanted, you know, uh, a quality that I, I was not having it. And uh, it was simple because he, he he was happy with the stems because he said they sound already good, but what I wanted was <clears throat> you know something that he did. So, but you know for the 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 stuffs I, I'm doing normally and I'm gonna release soon. Uh, I, I I just do by myself. Just the mastering I don't do the masterings. This is what mm. I I I'm not able to do to be honest. You know I'm studying. I'm always learning and learning and. Uh, something I, I will get there because I, I know friends like you as well you you made mastering by yourself but this is my next step to do masterings but it takes time you know i don't want to to do things uh what i've learned i don't want to rush like to buy mm -hmm. things that you you don't at the end you buy things that other people has and then you do mistakes that you you don't need that so if you really want if you really want to know how to mix Take a trip to uh, to Tadeo. Yeah, <laughs> he was just there. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's also teaching stuff. He's a teacher, nice. uh, music teacher. I know Tadeo. Uh, I, I I know. Yeah. I didn't. I don't. I don't see him from like uh, nine nine years something like this. But I remember when he was. Um, we, we played together in few uh, uh, gigs with uh, Alex Sunder. You know the, the Madrid mm -hmm. the Madrid crew and uh, wow, it's, it's amazing, amazing to know and. Um, yeah, guys, I'm still learning. Everybody still learns. 
but uh, I'm just absolutely a bit... every day. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess I guess this. I've never tried having other people's mixing my stems, but um, uh, some you know usually I, I I do all the mixing myself, not the mastering. Uh, although I do sometimes do the mastering too, but um, uh, I consider mastering a good step because it's 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 done by. Um, as another person you know who has fresh ears who doesn't really is not attached to things in the music that you are maybe proud of and don't want to let go of you know so you don't uh, do masterings sorry so you don't do your masterings usually i don't know ah, okay, okay, uh, sometimes okay. sometimes i do but um, i would say 90 95 percent of the good, time good, good um, I, I don't but um yeah because the thing is you know you, you know you all know when you're making music you have um, it you know things start from a certain idea and and you you get attached to it you get uh, you fall in love with a certain sound or how sounds work together and and then when it comes to mastering uh, sometimes you need to say goodbye to these things you know you have to let it go and you might not want to you know you know it's wrong or it it doesn't work you know on every system it's maybe just that little sound in your studio which sounds amazing but it doesn't nobody else hears it on any other system or yeah, yeah, you would never you know what i mean Gaetano? it's like yeah. one of these these things you you are you are totally obsessed with while you're making it but it's just not it's you've just not working, right you've been working there for hours yeah <laughs> and then and then when you master your own track you 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 just have to get over it and and uh, you know just this is like yeah. this is <laughs> you have to let it go let it go exactly. Uh, be a producer is really a psychological challenge every time. For yeah. Anything, like even this one. Yeah, yeah. You have to let it go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, so but I, I never tried stem mixing. So, but I, I I imagine it is a similar thing. You know, you basically you, you design, you make your track, and and then you get to a certain point, you're happy with it, but uh, you just want uh, somebody to have a fresh pair of ears working on the mix of your of your track, right, Josef? Is that, is that the reason why you do it? Just to get to a next no, level? It's also, it's also because I'm doing um, new, 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 new kind of music that I never did before, but I wanted to do. You know, mm. for example, house music, proper classic house music is my dream. Uh, you know, I was, was my dream to produce it because I start with that. When I was 11 years old and I started to play, uh, you know, till 16, I was the only house guy. And, um, 11? Yeah, 11, yes, 11 years old. <laughs> this is when I start to play. And uh, uh, as I told you, with the finger, <laughs> two yeah. records for eight months. Well, this is another story. But it was only classic house music. And, um, you know, I grew up in Napoli. Uh, scene, I'm from Caserta, but the scene, the, the music scene was in Napoli. And they were doing uh, this this uh, group of pr pr promoters, Angels of Love, they were doing every week, you know, like uh, Louis Vega, Danny Tenaya. Uh, I heard all, you know, the, of the best, uh, you know, DJs from house music scene. And uh, I was going there, you know, I, I told to my mom, I was 14. Oh, mom, I go to sleep to my friend's house. And I was going there. <laughs> but, um, Climb uh, out of the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was my dream to do that. But um, it came naturally because I never, I never wanted to, to do something I, I, I was not able to do it. Um, and uh, it, it came naturally to, 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 to produce that. And also I have slowly learned 
you know, I was in the studio with Louis Vega. We made a track together as well. He's, you know, one of the most awesome music legends. Also, Eric Kapper, is, which is the Frankie Knuckles, uh, you know, studio producer. And, uh, you know, I have a very, um, you know, photographic memory. And I was watching them, how they was doing it. It's a completely different process than, you know, techno music. And um, it's more about, you know, more pop, you know, it, it's kind of the kind of mix. And um, in the last album, I've started this new chapter, which is going to continue, uh, but it's just the beginning. You know, I have few other house tracks also coming, which is one with Arnold Jervis. I don't know if you know him, but he's a... Oops. It's gone. It's gone. I think I think Joseph didn't pay. Okay. He didn't pay the internet bill. <laughs> we will know it. Can you hear me? Yeah. No, no, I don't. Oh. <laughs> you didn't, you so, didn't yeah. have to mention uh, someone they wanted we to. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I, I after we're like, okay, let me cut. He doesn't have to. Know. <laughs> it's it's probably all the name dropping, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's not about a next level, um, you know, because I'm happy with what I do in the studio for my my things, but um, I maybe it was not usual for me, it's not usual for me to 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 make to to give my stamps to somebody. I, I will never think to to do this, which is um, it's something new. But um, for an album, I think is you can do it. You know, an album, especially if includes some house stuff, cinematic stuff, and you want to have a. Uh, solid quality, you know, for the world tracks. I think it's an, um, it's an, it's something you can think to do. Also, you know, uh, Louis Vega, for example, these house legends, they do this, you know, for their tracks. You know, they, they produce in the studio, then they go in a, in a big engineer studio, you know, with the Neve mixer, you know, like a real pop, uh, you know, touch. Um, so were, you, never, were, yeah. were you were you attending those sessions where they where these guys mixed your um, your records or did you just yeah. get, send them the the stuff? And yeah, you, half and half, half and half. When you realize, I was that must be Berlin. that must be a great learning experience if you actually I, I've attend. I've been to Berlin. I've yeah. been to Berlin two right. times. Okay, yeah. But when you uh, then I I've been one time and the guys gave me the 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 mixing and then I've been to the club and I was like, hmm, this must to change. You know, you you realize it's not what you really want. Because, you know, uh, not every uh, engineer can understand what you want. Then I came back and then I say, okay, now you, you understood. You know, I, I've been back to the, to, the, to the clubs and played again the tracks. And when I realized they understood what I want, then I say, okay, you know, I can, I can feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Understand. And that was easy. You know, just mm. was just two sessions. Mm. Then, you know, it was great. Good experience. But um, for the next things, I'm going to do singles. And a piece. I'm, I'm now taking the time because I'm I, I'm not traveling uh, as everyone, and uh, I'm I'm producing a lot of things. Also in, in the Gaetano studio, we listen some new new things. You remember? And uh, you told me about they were sent, sounding good because Absolutely. you you know your studio really, you really balanced. I was surprised. No, yeah, and I, I did all, all in my home studio. So it's yeah. uh, I'm very I'm very happy. Because this time I'm also learning more and more and more about how to to uh, have a b better quality on my stuffs. And when I've been mm -hmm. to Gaetano Studio, I had a great proof. I was like, "Wow, Gaetano, I didn't realize, you know." And uh, it's, it's it's 
it's amazing, you know. I'm, I'm very excited, and you know, it's good to have some time, you know, to to have, which is a I long know. time now. But it's it's good to be in the studio again, and uh, uh, I will never after this experience uh, when we will get back to to travel. I will always have time to to stay in the studio more than before. It's super important for me. It's very uh, it's very inspiring, make you excited, and. Uh, it's 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 therapeutic, you know. It's a kind of therapy. It is just impossible, man. If you if you have a, a non-stop traveling schedule to 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 really sort of dig deep and 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 uh, properly write. I did this mistake. Stuff. I did this mistake yeah. for a well, I mean, three, it, four years. You can do stuff. You know, you can get stuff done, but by you know by Thursday, it's already Thursday, and you have to be back on and the road to recover. Friday. You take yeah, two days yeah, to recover. Exactly. So yeah, so it's um, I've 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 especially in the last uh, years I've I've taken weekends off, you know, like uh, one weekend a month, weekend a month, or maybe uh, sometimes two or three, just to relax and just you know to allocate some time to to do you know proper studio sessions because I I was well I was well yeah, since the last yeah. three four years, but uh, I made mistakes. I mean, it's not a mistake; it's experience. Yeah, but I, I did too much. You know, uh, like uh, three years ago, till seven, eight years ago, I played a lot. I was tired. You know, it's like you cannot even have time to to make a um, you know to listen to a lot of promos. You know, it's important to to go in every gig you do. It's super important to give the best of you every time. It's not you know. Uh, it's great to be fresh as well. You know, it's it's. Uh, uh, but you know, I'm gonna do more, much more. You know, mm. uh, it's as you say, it's it's, very, it's important. It's, uh, it's it's proper recharge, you know, to, to be in the studio as well. And but sometimes it's also good to take some time off from the studio. To this is what I've I've done before to release the the the, the last album. I took I didn't I didn't produce for four years, something like this, because I want I wanted really to 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 do something else and. Um, I took three years to produce this album. I mean, of course, because I was traveling, I was doing something, you know, one, one month, then waiting two months and, you know, doing another track. But it was in a different times and different uh, kind of tracks. But uh, it's, it's, it's um, you know, it's a lesson I've learned. It's very important for me to take this lesson from this period. It's, it's, I, I want to make a lot of music. It's uh, a lot of love the new music. Looking forward to to uh, to the new stuff, man. Yeah. So, yes. so uh, Andrea, this, you you do, do you do your own mastering, and have you ever done stem? Having other people's do your stem mixing, or do you do everything yourself? No, I mean mastering, not of course, because <clears throat> it's something. <clears throat> sorry, it's something that requires a lot of uh, knowledge. I mean, I like to attend the mastering session because. I like to see what he's doing and, you know, also the, on the face, uh, checking and the frequency. And even if you are doing mastering for vinyl or for digital, it changes, but no, I'm not doing mastering by myself. I'm doing mixing mixes by myself. That's, that's yes, because, um, I only do, like this stem mixing when I'm like collaborating maybe with someone and then sometimes because I think that also mix is can it can be 
quite expressive kind of and creative. It's a matter of taste somehow, you know, when you have some frequencies and you think they are colliding and you want to reduce frequencies instead of uh, boosting them. So you can really change the sound of uh, every single sound in your mix with uh, a bit of a cueing and like saturation, more or less reverb and effects. And so I like to do it by myself because it's very creative. Do you mix in the box? Inside the uh, I, I've tried all the different approach during these years. And I was like at the beginning, very focused on the uh, like live um, setup when, where you do your stuff on the mix desk and you, you need to have 24 channels every time in direct out and everything. But <clears throat> in the end, I always ended up doing it in the box. I mean, because uh, I was really needing too much stuff if I have to do the mix, uh, the mix out of the box. I would have needed like a compressor, about 1,000 euros compressor and uh, like a queuing API, channel strips and stuff. And so in the end, I really love the UA, UAD and the waves sweet so um, i like to do everything in a box even and do you, what what uh, doll do you use i use ableton i mean i was also using pro tools some moments because uh, i was like okay let's do it professional <laughs> but in the end um, yeah in the end i think that they they worked so much on the engine of Ableton that mm. it's sounding very good nowadays. I mean, 10 years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, it was making, uh, making sense, maybe using Pro Tools for a final mix. Yeah, I, I had the same experience. I, I came from Logic and I work with Ableton since version one, basically. And in the beginning, I, I saw it really saw it as, a, as some kind of... Um, you know, super flexible sampler, you know, it's yeah. like uh, re-recording things and, and, you know, having the things moving around on the grid and stuff, you know, you can manipulate time and it was, that was completely revolutionary. Yeah. Uh, but I, and with the first version, I still sometimes took it into logic to mix it or to, you know, I, I, I would mix it on externally on a, on a hardware mixer. Use Ableton, now, but, but now, yeah, yeah, I use Ableton, yeah. But now, in in uh, you know, especially in ten, you know, the the EQs are are yeah, you know, for you know, they, they don't really have um, a lot of character, but they're very very good in in just um, you know um, zooming into sounds and you know reducing things or you know finding problematic frequencies. You know, like I do a lot of collaborations where I have to send the entire Ableton arrangement to somebody else. So I do everything with the, the native Ableton um, plugins, you know, so anybody okay. writes the same Ableton. To be open. honest, I never use them. No, any okay. third part. I really Sorry? love the FabFilter. No, part plugins. What is what you're mean? You, you well, mean. well, if, if when, I, when I'm doing collaboration with somebody who's also in Ableton, I, I will stick to just the Ableton plugins, yes. Yeah, and, that's good. Um, so maximize so, compatibility, yeah, f yeah, exactly for compatibility. And then, of course, further on in the in the process, I might use other 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 stuff, okay? 
you know, uh, or or just just get bounced to to audio if if it's uh, something exotic that nobody has, you know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> no, but I, I find it um, um, it is um, it is a little bit more time consuming than doing something you know, the hardware way. Yeah. You have actually, you know, physical access and you can touch things and move things around, but not everybody has the, the luxury to, uh, to work that way. But, um, for exchanging projects and pro exchanging things when you, when you're in a collaboration, um, it, it's, you know, easy, it, it's easily 99% of the way I want to get it, you know, and the more you, the more, the more time you spend on it, the, the more you get familiar with what it can do and what it cannot do. Um, but when you work on your only solo project, you do you mix out of the box? Uh, I rec well, when I every every thing that we do here in the in the in the studio is pretty much all um, all we use Ableton for is at that stage is uh, as a tape deck, you know, like a multi-track. Oh. Okay, okay. So, so the, basically, the the setups here are are all hardware, and and for every project, I make a new setup, and um and then it's just uh, everything gets sent through its own channel in Ableton, and it's just recording the audio for hours and hours. Yeah. And so when uh, when you do, for example, um, I saw your last uh, release on a store. You know, it's a call of all hardwares and modulars. You just Record in one channel, or you you send it to different channels. How you do uh, it? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. It's it's all multi-tracked. So so basically, oh, okay. yeah. So basically, the um, uh, yeah. I like I like to make um, chains of of sound. Of, ah, okay, good, uh, interesting. interesting. So so for example, um, I I split out a drum machine or or a sampler mm -hmm. or uh, you know some modules on the on. The, uh, in the in the Eurorack or mm -hmm. whatever synth, you know, just send everything to different channels. But you know, before it goes into the sound card, okay. uh, there is already effects or you know, like a space echo or some some pedal, you know, inserted or you know, yeah. to just uh, as, as part of the chain. So the 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 sound is already recorded with uh, effects. I I have me ah, okay. I've already I also have a way to split the sound so I can record a dry signal yeah. as well as the affected signal but if, for me it's about the moment you know i want to capture a moment and uh you know you know you all know the feeling when you are in the studio and you have yeah, but in the end running. if you if you realize effects like a part of the sound then you can easily record it together with the dry sound because sure. even synthesizers have uh, inside effects so yeah can be like yeah, I just like the I just like the 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 whole process of committing to something, you know, early on. So because if the longer you postpone your decision, yeah. the the more time you're going to spend on it, you know, you <laughs> and you, you will talk, never feel satisfied. Yeah, yeah you keep you keep uh, your mind on things. But I like to I like to when I like a sound and when I like some something, uh, it's you know I I capture it as it is. And yeah, if, yeah. It's, if it's shit, I ditch it. If it's great, I keep it, you know. But um, I, 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 I just this whole sort of working inside the box, um, keeping postponing your end decision is not for me, you know, because the more time you spend on something uh, and keep sort of re-listening to it, it slowly changes into something else. And then all, all of a sudden you reach a point where the original idea is just gone. You know, you programmed all the life out of it. So um, for, for me, it's like, um, I like to capture the moments. I mean, you're all 
studio people so you know there are moments in the studio when you are you get this you know feeling you're you're <laughs> you, you know you're, yeah this is great <laughs> yeah this feeling of the moment and that's the moment i want to capture you know some so in in like a, a three-hour session there are always you know maybe three or four of these moments where you thought wow this is amazing and and that's that's already recorded then so it's like you know it only needs to be uh, fixed, you know, like problematic frequencies and having, you know, balance, balance the stuff out and maybe, maybe even leave some entire, you know, parts of the recording out or enhance the stuff that's going on. You know, I'm, I'm lazy. So my, my, my strategic way to get some, get something done is to stumble upon it, you know, to find it when it happens instead of, you know, just try to think of it in advance and, and just, uh, you know, give yourself an impossible task, you know, because if you, yay, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's just a quick way of getting things started. And, and, um, even if there's nothing that ends up on a release in those three hours, you had three amazing hours jamming and, and, uh, uh, you know, experience some great moments when you thought, you know, this is great and I'm having a good feeling, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I think um, for that, so of course, Ableton is the is just recording tracks, tracks, tracks. You know, it's like multi-tracks. Usually, I can go up to thirty-two analog uh, sources. And since a while, I have this. Um, uh, since a while, I have this Digiface, the RME Digiface, which adds mm. uh, sixteen channels, or no, thirty-two channels of ADAT. So if somebody shows up with a, a laptop, um, have you can, have you have you think about? getting a uad i've got the yeah i don't have the uad sound card but i have the the processing box you know ah, yeah. the digital analog converter no i don't have the i i use the the links adda uh, links auroras okay i have two of them um but anyway so i have this this uh, adat interface now too yeah. so if somebody shows up with a laptop and they want to split out the whatever soft synths or s digital sources they want to use in the jam i can also record them separately you know straight from their uh, adat out into my ableton um so um and yeah so i basically that's the yeah, same when you have so many machines you you need of course to have the most uh, in input uh real time separate yeah, but so, so but possible. even so even if if a laptop or or a digital source is part of the the hardware setup it is still recorded as audio you know what i mean so yeah. it's it's the same system of uh, or the same process of um okay whatever is happening if it's amazing it's already as audio it's committed you know it's uh, it's done it's recorded and uh, uh yeah i just find that the most productive way to do it to do things and I saw you do this, uh, Gaetano. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We, have a, we have a question from uh, P. A. Tusseth. I know, uh, I know the this guy is from the Discord server. Okay. Uh, question for everyone: Is there a big difference in mixing and mastering uh, in different doors, or is it just subjective? I don't know. Who wants to? Um, I mean, I, I've always seen people mastering and mixing in Pro Tools, to be honest. True, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's I don't know if the... I mean, you it can still do thing. it with Ableton, but uh, I think it's not uh, the best one because I think it, Pro Tools is the most, like, more clear 
Yeah, but I think it depends what you really want because uh, some uh, artists, for example, some friends of mine, also me, uh, it depends how you you use your dough. If you you know you mix with the external, you know, hardware stuffs, you know, and uh, you you record again in Ableton, I think you know you you can get a very high quality sound. But it also depends what you want because it's uh, and what you're familiar with. I mean, if if you if you can if you are fluid in in Ableton or in Logic. Yeah. Um, it's not not really necessary to I think sure. to 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 learn an entire other door to just to master or mix. Sure. But I think yeah. those, you know sometimes sound too clear. So if you want some like you know a little, yeah, yeah. For, I know, think that for club club music house, or electronic yes. stuff, Ableton yes. is perfect. Yeah. No, but it's even house music, you know, Pro Tools is perfect. You know, house music is like more instrumental, vocal. I think Pro Tools is it's the best for even vocals, you know, like uh, strings and, uh, you know, like drums and uh, piano. But um, it depends how you want it, you know. In Well, I think the answer of the question is definitely no, because the, the, question, <laughs> the, the question was there is a big difference. And okay, yes, <laughs> it's already no. But then okay. I, I get through, you know, uh, study and try to understand because I was as well really you know i was curious about this you know this is like what you what you live every every day so you want to know if I, I use ableton personally and i used to work with the uh, logic then then i go through um internet and google magic actually if you google it and there are some experiments that it did actually what they did is like recording um uh rendering inside the box uh, the first one was logic and then it was pro tools and then it was ableton and they just not uh, let the, uh, them uh, rendering just a file an audio file was some processing behind so they put some third-part plugins that means that probably the critics part of uh, software is when a uh, the um, you know the CPU has to read the, the software inside the, 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 and have to process some, some, um, some things. And the critics comes when the, the software have to work with third part plugins. So they, so they did the, the experiment. Actually, they put some plugins on the audio files and they took the, the rendering files and they again, they put in there and then a, if, uh, you, they put the two audio files, and one wa was put on um, antiphase. I don't know what to say. So yeah, yeah. So you can hear the difference between them, basically. And they actually they um, were identical. They can sell uh, them themselves, even yeah, yeah. part plugins. So right. probably, <laughs> at this point, it's the question is no big difference and. It's also like proof that if you Ableton on this was like uh, like ages this uh, question about if it's good enough to do the, you know the audio quality and stuff like that. Um, I think that in life I always say this sentence is not what but how you use it. So yeah. live because live um, uh, makes so many processes in in uh, through. When they recorded the edit, you know, the warp of the files and much more than any other softwares. 
And more you uh, put the software works hard, more it's downgrade about the quality. So the CPU is going down. That's why I come to the conclusion that if you work with Ableton just using, you know, the, the, of course, the magic comes from edit samples and stuff like that. It's really fluid. Uh, but you can keep working with it, uh, with Ableton as um, multi-tracks and I uh, uh, avoid the problem because my uh, my groups in Ableton don't, don't um, they don't go through the master directly. They go outside the sound cards. Oh, yeah, some of them uh, in the analog. Exactly, and then they yeah. go on the sound mix. Mm-hmm. So the sound mix got an insert where I can put compressors stuff like that or uh, preamps or whatever I want. And then from the master, the, the sound mix go back to the sound cards. The magic of the sound card that they have is metric allo. Yeah. We got the DSP. So, uh, and he got his uh, own software where, with the recording inside, with the recorder. So I recorded not in Ableton, but I recorded in this software. And uh, if you try to let your computer work with the Ableton and do all those processes, warp, editing, stuff like that, and then you want to render it all in the box, of course you, you can have a downgrade at the end. But uh, if you use Ableton uh, uh, like uh, I'm trying to use, that I use, like that it just simply uh, multi-tracks, you edit in there, you avoid the problem about the downgrade, digital downgrade, you go through the digital, and then you, you record it on, uh, on the, um, another software that got his own DSP, so it doesn't, you know, the computer is not struggling to do all this process. Uh, I'm I'm quite happy for what uh, what I achieved so far. So, Joachim, do you ever record on tapes? Yeah, uh, yeah, nice. Which uh, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, uh, I, sometimes I just uh, to do it. Sometime I want to hear you know your experience because I believe in the past was more usual, right? And uh, it's getting more dirty, right? It depends on which kind of truck, or I don't know. Let me, uh, you know. Oh yeah, I mean the, the the whole. I mean it's it's a. Uh, you first you know, record on the on the dove and the, or uh, you know straight to the tape. How how it's the process? I mean depends. Your, uh, okay, depends. okay, okay. I mean there there are some things that uh, that we've released on store uh, that were actually recorded straight from the analog mixing desk onto tape. Just to, just to, <laughs> as you know, just to feel, just to, to, to really have uh, the sort of snapshot moment kind of feeling, you know, like you have to do it. You have to do. I mean, especially if there's like lots of things you are doing live on the mixer, you know, like auxiliaries and EQing and maybe even leveling and stuff. Um, yeah, you can. It, it, then the mixing process becomes like a performance. It becomes part of the a, a part of the track. You know, the your 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 take is is either the one you go with or it's the it's the next one you know so you choose in the end which take you 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 which choose kind of tapes you recommend because i started a little from a little while i've got a, i've got like i don't know if you can see them there's a two revox uh Revox-y. tape machines yeah they're, they're just hi-fi you know it's okay, not like okay. it's not like a proper you know mastering tape deck but it's um 
for some for some things it's it's perfect you know they sound very good but it's um there are there would be upgrades possible if you know what i mean if you're really serious about it but okay i use it more as an effect you know and as a as a process thing so it's um um so the act of mixing to tape is just fun you know it's like uh yes, you, you start yeah you start your th- your start your um your track and and then you mix it live and then in the end you made a snapshot and there's nothing you can do about it you know and and then um you can you can change by changing the 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 level how how hot you run into the tape makes a difference in sound uh you can do that by by the way while you are um setting up the levels because you can listen to the playhead while the recording head is already recording the signal so you can you can kind of get your levels right you know when 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 you uh, when you're sort of test it but once you got once you got to get it there then you you basically commit to this one snapshot thing which is fun you know that's a fun thing but the other way you can use it is just to beef up one bus you know in your in your um mix so if for example if you want to have the bass to have more or you know the the percussion or whatever is sort of thing you separate out that you want to glue a little bit more together you can just run the bus through to the tape and and back into the sequencer or back into ableton so nice and just record here. so using tapes anytime for only a sound or groups or yeah or that's most of the wall track yeah this question from matthias what's up matthias <laughs> uh yeah so i'm i'm explaining that right now you know so sometimes uh, it's the the master recording uh like the snap, snapshot you know, thing mm-hmm. yeah or or you can you can send the bus to beef up like a section of your of your track you know like, like uh, an fx on uh, some just one 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 sound like yeah yeah i mean it's you know some some okay. you know like if you use like uh, uh, some some kind of i don't know a and source which is a delay as well yeah exactly i was going to get through that but um you know you you can if some some sources which are digital like uh, like a plug-in drum machine or something can sound sometimes a little yeah. bit bri- brittle and a bit sort of too dry and too you know too much too many nasty trenches and stuff like that you know mm. so mm. so sometimes it, it it can work if you just send those sounds uh, to a tape yeah, yeah, and to, you know have yeah. a really hot level so it's sort of this is what i do this is what i'm yeah, doing yeah yeah but it's a never-ending story there you know you uh, you know some different tapes and things it's uh, this way sure yeah it's, well uh, they all have their own flavor man they all have their own flavor <laughs> I, I, also, I also have these uh, i have a bunch of these uh, old tascam cassette uh, tape uh, decks, you know, like the four-channel mm-hmm. uh, multi-track recorders, and they sound, you know, to to our standards, you know, like they they sound terrible, but they they can be very nice as an effect, you oh, know, wow. if you, um, yeah, they work <laughs> on. Gaetano, you know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah just uh, just just record one one uh, one bus through through that, you know, uh, can can work wonders to to glue your mix together. It's uh, but it's but it's like everything, you know. It's just a matter of trying out and see what happens. It there's no science to it. It's just. Um, um, yeah, let's so, see what happens if I run this through the cassette deck, you know, whatever. <laughs> see what happens. I, I think it's really important also to, when you find your own setup, uh, to, you know, not stock, but, you know, follow that. Because I think it's, it's really important for any producer is to be recognizable, you know, in, in a certain way in the sound or to be, pretend at least to, you know, <laughs> having a kind of a signature of what, what you're doing in your sound. And this is come comes from, uh, of course, your talent, what you have in your mind, but also 
<clears throat> from your studio setup that is like you know like um, it's uh, it's part of uh, all the process and because we uh, today we have so many options too many no, options, way I too many options to we, we always to try evolve. to find and another plugins another stuff another yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, and from what my experience uh, actually um, when uh, 20 years ago I, I was trying to find my own setup, sometimes I used just a preset of machine and I was keeping doing uh, using that, just one preset of one machine and that uh, or just that preset worded for all you know the, the for the whole machine and they just give you that uh, that um uh that signature in your sound that it's i think it's i think it's part of the you know what you want to achieve at least but of course then they, they start the challenging part is that you want to achieve something different and want to try different stuff but um I think we have so many options and most of the time we don't go through in, in deep through uh, the closest things that we have, you know, and try yes. to find always something different, something different. It's normal to be curious, but it's, it's, uh, I think it's really important to achieve your own sound in your studio. Right? Uh, I loved what you say, uh, Joachim, before the, we start the, the live, uh, you showed me the studio and they say, it's like a museum, but it's not a museum. I use everything. <laughs> this is interesting, you know, because this is, this is, you know, it's, uh, as you say, Gaetano, it's good to have your own, you know, setup, but it's also, like you say, it's a, an infinity of options. And this is what I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm um, discovering since a little while, like to, 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 to know about more and more. And, you know, it's get, there's only way, one way to find out, and that's just to try it, you know? Yeah, but you have to uh, find out and uh, be interested about that. Not like, okay, mm -hmm. I have to do that because somebody else does. If you don't want to, but you, then will, you, you will never really, you know, use it as absolutely. it has to be. By the way, I'm going to say hi to the pattern guys. They just uh, showed up in the comments. Oh, Our Belgian hi. friends. <laughs> Andrea, Andrea, uh, how you, um, you used, uh, you know, uh, tapes as well, or like, because I, you know, uh, I, tapes I know. not so much. I mean, I was um, I was releasing on my label the, some guys that were Which like is you your know, label? The, Which is the your outer, okay. outer, yeah. and uh, I don't know if you know the analog cops like these guys. They were doing everything on tape, and and it is like in the end <laughs> like uh, this kind of attitude, like Joachim was was saying, like. Recording everything one chance, that's it. So since I don't like it because, you know, sometimes I like to work so many times on a track, I listen it and I say, okay, this moment, this sound is not like me or maybe I want to change in the edit. And I like to keep the process open as much as, much as I can. Not too much, otherwise you end up not uh, finishing finishing never the track but what what do you uh, what do you so how do you restrict yourself if you if you want to keep it open uh, as much as possible but at the same time you want to get to an end result right so how what what's uh, what's your strategy it's, how? it's always so hard to decide because, <laughs> okay. i mean uh, you don't have any any uh, any any special tactics to uh, you know like no, rules for yourself that, i mean 
I, I came to a point after so many years spending time on producing music that uh, if a track is not like, um, I would say, uh, grabbing my attention after like few couple months, then I think that it's uh, everything she can, I can uh, get out of it. And so, yeah, I think that is, um, I try to rely on my sensitivity. So I have to decide at some point, okay, I like the sound, the sound is going to be like this end of the story. But if I listen the track like 10, 15 times and the sound is always like, you know, you are not sure or you work on the EQing and then you, you, you cut it and then you try to use it in another way. Otherwise, after a few try, if it doesn't work, doesn't work. And then like <clears throat> a very big part of my produ production process is uh, going less is more, like this philosophy yeah. where I put yeah. a lot of stuff. I mean, not a lot, but, you know, maybe in techno I have 16 channels, which are already yeah. too much stuff. And then I say, okay. I used to do this mistake. No mistake. It's, you know, uh, I'm out of, how to say, I, I've learned everything by myself. So I didn't really know about, uh, you know, that less is more in a, in a dough. And it's true. I was like doing uh, tracks at the beginning with like 25 channels. I was like, what? <laughs> and, you know, still, you know, they were sounding good. But, you know, now, for example, as more forward I go and less sounds I put this and you know how to make sound them better and better, they sound incredible. This is uh, it's true. Less is more, 100%. But, you know, as me, I come from a very humble way you know i didn't have any yeah but gaetano was doing music in 97 that was like six sounds for eight minutes and it sounded great so you, sure you, but it was more uh, like, analog totally analog you know it's like a good italian, italian dish you know as long as the ingredients are right you only <laughs> yeah. need two ingredients exactly yeah. but you guys you know you started with another era you know um i started uh with proper, I told you, like with the uh, hi-fi speakers and you know little computer. It's it's it's. Uh, I started with uh, the proper digital uh, era, but you know, uh, it it was you know uh, uh, slowly was a process. But now I'm uh, I got there. It takes and, time. Uh, I think that also the the younger generation nowadays are are more lucky than us because there are so many courses on online and real life that you can attend to learn these mixing techniques. That I mean, I had to to grab it like when I was attending mixing session or learning by experience. I don't know. Producer. I don't know, man. I, I by the way, I see uh, Tadeo uh, showing up again. I'll keep the yeah. question in mind, but I want to. Uh, hook onto what you what you were saying. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, I truly don't know if 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 it's a good thing or a bad thing that now YouTube is fucking flooded with zillions of tutorials. And, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, you know, you can spend you can spend your life on you know watching every every example of somebody else finding things out. But you know, it's more fun and way more uh, educative. Or you know. Um, yeah, more interesting. And yeah, uh, I think it's like uh, related. It's, it's related with the society that is so fast, you know. I mean, I was spending so many hours every day from 20 to 27, like 
in the, every night and what is doing this and what is doing that and that would tell yeah, exactly. well that's that's the way to go right i mean that, that is the way you find out you find out and you you learn you learn what things do and sometimes you use them completely in the wrong way or the way you think they should be used and you get something amazing out of it if you yeah. if you start by learning everything uh, and and finding out from other people how it's supposed to be used then you never really get to the point where you where you get the spirit of you know what the fuck is this how am i going you're to more a technician than an artist yeah i mean yeah but i also also the the whole um, discovery element i think is a very yeah, yeah important, important thing i mean I half of the time i st i mean I still don't have a clue what I'm what I'm doing. Sometimes, you know, like uh, <laughs> get a piece of gear and and just see. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I have a clue in a sense that uh, I know what I'm hearing and I know when I like it when I'm what I'm hearing. But I I don't necessarily always have to understand the entire process behind it. You know what I mean? In a certain piece of gear, if um, um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I have enough experience to kind of know what's going on, but it, it yeah. doesn't mean that I know every function of every module of every synth and every piece of gear that's around here. You know, there's always something um, that I haven't tried or don't know exactly Absolutely. what it should do, you know, and, and those are the funniest moments because you... You that's the beauty. That's really yeah, the beauty. You something and you're like, what the fuck? This is amazing, you know. Addictive of that moment, actually, you know, like um I even too many rules, even in life, it's like you really you start to be slave of that or those roots. Actually, that that, that that's it. So even if um so I have been thinking about to learn piano and things like that so many times. Then I said, maybe you know what? No, because mm -hmm. even if, even a dissonance, like even something that you 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 uh, it happened just because you don't have any knowledge about uh, any. Well, the you learn by yourself through experience, but you're not like uh, you don't know notes or I don't know like. Uh, technical things, and you find out that with for some reason, some magic reason, uh, you the what you achieve is something that it's unique because you didn't expect it, and you mm. stuck in there, and uh, you said this is this is it, this is really what you know. Sometimes it's really good that you are um, inspired uh, by. Uh, your machines, your 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 flow, what what it happened around you, instead of uh, something in your mind and try to struggle in to find to achieve what what you have in your mind. Yeah. So the way yeah. of the, I think it's like uh, even of course um, when you're DJs that you know or any any uh, like any any performers. When they are in that kind of state, the state of flow, that they things happen like uh, for from some magic, you know, and uh, the same thing in 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 the, in, um, in studio. So that's why when I would like to have always a setup that every time that I go in the studio, I don't really struggling for uh, half an hour, one hour to find. You know the um, my 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 feeling and my creativity can uh, can um, can be satisfied through through all the process instead to try 
to f- to find that idea that you have in that mind. So it's a process, and you have to be inspired what you have. I think that you have to be in the middle, in between about this process, because otherwise you produce like uh, only with casual uh, casuality, you know. And I think that also this connects very well to with Tadeo's question, because at some point you have to also um, pay attention to some rules, like for example, the face on the, on the base. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So that's so part of it. But that's, I think, um, um, something you, you do, do like a little further on in the, in the process, you know. Exactly. It's the, mom- yeah. the moment of, of uh, creation, the moment when things get, yeah, yeah, you know, totally. spring, get, get life, you know, see, happen for the first time. It's, it's more about creating, you know, creating circumstances in, in which these things can happen, you know, and, uh, you know, so, um, in, at that, this, at this that is stage. something I experienced very, very, very well with modular because there are so yeah. many weird stuff that you can, uh, do with them. And of course it's a learning, continuous learning stuff. And when you mm. plug this, let's what see what this is doing with that. And wow. So yeah, yeah. unique sounds, you know, it's proper art. It's like a <laughs> proper Picasso paint, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think one um, a really good tip is like keep recording everything that you're doing in the studio. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's why I my sound cards with this software, separate software, you know, I have his own recorded. So if you you press record, you keep recording whatever it comes, even uh, multi tracks, and uh, because some moment will not, you know, you are there even slightly move from oscillator and stuff, or it's it's already it's already gone. It's part of the path. So yeah. it's not to achieve. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like Joachim is doing, like recording for six yeah. hours. Well, the yeah, thing is, you know, so the the funny thing is, you know, I've had so many moments where, um, I mean, there's two sides of it, of course, but let me mention the first one first. Uh, the, um, sometimes you do really interesting things when you have no idea what you're doing. So if you're just, you know, <laughs> no, seriously, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you make a habit of some of, of you, you know, just recording everything like Gaetano is uh, saying, you might just be looking for um you know for a sound and you do some things and uh you you play something you know on the keyboard or you you you're skipping through sounds or you do whatever you know just looking for something basically not even intentionally making something you know if you're just noodling around basically um at the moment when you are doing that uh you know it seems like nothing you're not doing really anything because it's not not really going anywhere but sometimes when you listen back to it it's like, hey, <laughs> you you discover your your something great in your own um, search, in your own noodling. Yeah. You know? And and the other the other other thing is that if you if you record something, um, and you feel at the mo- at the moment you're recording it, um, if you take this live approach, uh, you, you're not really sure. You 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 kind of you cannot really get the tension right or the buildups or you know the changes or whatever. Um, and you basically, you can just continue recording and see the first take as a rehearsal and just, you know, basically go back to the, where you want the track to start and, and, uh, and, and do another pass, you know, and maybe a third one or a fourth one or whatever. And, um, often you will see that, um, 
or just at something I notice anyway, that um, when you listen back to it and you feel like you, you've rehearsed it a couple of times, you know, you, sh you should think that it's sort of the, the idea sort of matures and increases further down the line. But if I, I've often also discovered that the first take, uh, even though it wasn't perfect, was still the one with the most, um, yeah. uh, um, you know, the, the, was the most sort of uh, yeah, original original moment, you know, the, the sort yeah. of uh, initial idea is shining through a lot better in, in that sort of imperfect take. So recording everything yeah. might actually be uh, is a good tip. I, I, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely right. You, I, I told you since the beginning, this is a fucking challenge with with your ego, you know. Uh, <laughs> it is like no way, no way to turn around. But because you always thinking, okay, I'm gonna do better than this. Could be better than this. Could be yeah. better than this. And then after you only um, we you will realize that only getting back through what you recorded that. Mm -hmm. And the beginning was much, much better than what uh, I'm pretending to do right now. And the feeling was already gone, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. and, uh, you say that you're working totally in different tracks from, from the beginning. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think when, when, th when uh, something happens for the first time, it has a certain auth authenticity to it. And when, when you, when you try to repeat something that is authentic, you already have a, you know, a, a second generation of, of it, you know, and sometimes the the real authenticity shines through in, in your first uh, attempt to do something rather than the more sort of matured, uh, marinated uh, version down the line, you know. So, so yeah, I, I, you know what I mean? Hey, yeah. but, but, but Gaetano, you, you at the beginning of the conversation, when we when we just started this chat, you uh, you said something about your workflow or your your setup or whatever and that you wanted yeah. to talk about later have we already covered no, this because i'm curious be. about what it is <laughs> no 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 it, it's quite simple because i i i <clears throat> i um i get to my my oh, my setup is an hybrid one right now i used to work with uh with a mixer text dirty channels and stuff like that and um but uh, I going working working in my studio. I was always I have this feeling that I was missing something, and that something is like to put two hands at the same times uh, on two channels, two different EQs. Because uh, what I actually what I'm doing, what we are doing, is like um, <laughs> It's more about, um, you know, uh, put frequencies together, glue them, and uh, and uh, I'm really missing the feeling to have EQ to things in, at, at the same times to achieve that. Actually, if you if you um, uh, I I didn't have any. I try to find an option right now in, in the in digital world to achieve that that feeling. But uh, I, 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 I still didn't find it. So, and it, for me, it was so important because, okay, I, I can build the loop like groups, uh, fortunately, quite easily. But what makes the difference is like mixing that few, that few channels together. And it's something that if you do in real time, it's, it's totally different. 
and in the digital environment it's uh it's quite for me it's quite impossible to achieve and uh you can queue one things at the time and then you go again back to the base and back go and in the mixer you have everything in front of you mm-hmm. and uh it's so it was so super easy to achieve what, what uh you know frequencies and what i really was looking for and right now i'm struggling with that so i was thinking to again change the setup of the studio for just for this need that i have you know this is something i really miss a lot but um you know at, at at the same time i have so many benefit to work in this kind of environment of course the to recall the setups is one thing uh even if i think this is things that you can go back uh endless time to your 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 track uh uh we Probably we think it's a benefit, but uh, sometimes <laughs> I'm starting to think that it's not it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, because you know it's a. Uh, um, I used to work um, that long time ago that I have to. I switch on my my equipment. I go in the studio, and because I w- I'm kind of really really lazy, so I don't know. I, I didn't know how to save, you know samples and stuff like that i have to finish a track in a day so when i uh, after 12 hours i was still in the studio and my parents were screaming upstairs <laughs> <laughs> uh, i have to record it in uh, the track you know and that let me for- force uh, i forced myself to to record something in in that day you know and um this is the, you say this is something that is a uh, limited things, but I don't think it's really limited. I think that's uh, when uh, at the end I finish a track and it happened so many times that um, uh, I'm working on the track and um, I didn't, I, I don't record in, in, uh, in during that day. And probably the day after I switch on the machines and because I uh, addicted, I think like, 99% of the producer to that creative part, you know, to create something more than writing things and doing things, you know, like kind of boring things for a producer. Uh, you you want to start with a new project, the new things that give you that adrenaline. And probably uh, right now, I I don't finish the ninety percent of the tracks that I start. Even they are, I think they are really really good ones. So, and even if I go back in the track that I uh, started the day before, the feeling is not the same. If I go back in the track after one week, the feeling is definitely not the same. And probably, uh, as Jochen was saying um, before, like earlier, that uh, some some things is uh, it's happening at, at the moment. You have to, you know. Um, get uh be there in that moment and finish the track the 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 old feeling that the you have um in that particular moment i think it's uh, very inspiring know. this because um i have the same of gaetano you know because this depends how you create a track you know if you work on a, just a project on uh, on the dove uh, or like Joachim, this is what i have uh, 
I have to thank you, Joachim, for this talk because today you open a door in my mind. And uh, yeah, really seriously, I love the way you 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 do it. You you told me you told us before about you know record for hours and hours and hours and you know on different channels and you create some magic in some parts of that session it's and like, then you go back there. It's I like, do the opposite. This is you know I'm like, but yo Joseph, it's like it's like. Um, you know this feeling from DJing, right? When everything yeah, uh, starts to like, wow, yeah, like start flow and st starts to click, you know, and you you create the moment that you have never you get uh, chills, like wow, what is this? Yeah, wow, yeah. Right. It's, it's never been there before. It's not repeatable after. You yes, know? yes, yes. Because if you if you try the same mix in a different club, different setting, it's it's absolutely useless, you know. And, and if you have the recording of that set in the car, or no, oh, it's not the same. In the club was like oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's about it's about creating that uh, you know a chance that that will happen when you record uh, tracks as well, in the studio or music. It's like a photo. You cannot like you can edit it, but you have to impress the moment. Exactly. I love this. It's a different way of what I do. You know, it's uh, I work more about. Okay, today I start something, but you know what I love of, of what Joachim said is about. You know, it's recording um, uh, an experience uh, in different ways with you know different machines, and then you get that moment you loved of that session. I never did this before. I'm gonna do it. I well, promise. It, I, give it, me some months. Don't get me wrong. You know the the, the stuff uh, that I record that way is is definitely getting a lot of attention after the recording in in the box. You know, mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. in the mixing stage. Or I know. I understand. But, but still, um, uh, you at least capture something. You know that uh, that was uh, like Daytona used. Uh, the word adrenaline, you know, the adrenaline moment that that is already there. Then you know, and and you can you can touch it up and you can enhance it even afterwards in the mixing stage. But uh, at least you have the 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 basis and the feeling of the track already captured. You know, that's yeah. right. Exactly. So <coughs> it's, 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 it's you use some um, like uh, I remember some Max for Live, uh, you know, things that you know make. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, crazy, crazy uh, you know. I take advantage uh, of you know the, this Ableton got so many cool things to, with Max for Live as well. The, the one you were talking about is uh, it's you, the one you get to the groove, uh, you know, the nine on nine inside. I, I did yeah, like yeah, actually, you know, I abstract. I, I, I know I was watching the 909 and it said, What a beautiful machine! Wow, that's <laughs> like this, you know, this is something uh, unique, but what is really you cannot achieve any how the um, the uh, uh, with with samplers and stuff like that the the you know that slightly unpredictable fall on timing or quantization mm -hmm. of chops between hi hat and stuff like that. So, what is really luck about the nine o nine is probably the sequencer because it was made on uh, on the eighties. You know, something like that. And uh, that's why it comes out uh, Max for Live sequencers and stuff like that. Because uh, so you, many great sequencers uh, there. I, I use sequencers that they let um, um, work the 909 in, uh, in the way that it, it, it could never be uh, worked by 
uh, years before. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, uh, sequencer then can give you different polyrhythmic things uh, inside or um, uh, shuffles and yes, yes. weights. Because this 909 is these unique things that they chopped the sounds in self. They come f- out with unpredictable, really, uh, grooves and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's really, and for me, it's a brand new 909. I start to work in it because... Which uh, is that? It's mm-hmm. timeless. Sorry? Which which you said it's a max for life sequencer. Which one? Yeah, which yeah, one? yeah. I I got the different. Um, let me remember the one of the one that uh, they use. Um, Maybe I have you. Hold on, yeah. Yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, check it, check it. <laughs> <Sure. Yeah. laughs> Just looking at the computer. <laughs> Poly polypin. You gave me Gaetano, uh, Polypin, then there is... Uh, yeah, for example, one sequence, that I'm using right now. 16 uh, X6. No, it's Polypin. Uh, Polypin, yes. Polypin is for the drum machine. It's like uh, you have three different ways to um, trigger in your, um, uh, your mini notes, and it's... Uh, um, one is, uh, is the one from uh, um, uh, Eric Schwartz, which is very nice. Schwartz Sonator too, which is, no, very, nice. is very famous. No, but yeah, but it's for different things like uh, yeah, for chords. I just got the one you gave me. You gave me Gatana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, a nice. No, because at that point you can use. Polypin um, is nice. Really nice. This is just for there is also a very nice Max for Life sequencer that is like uh, pretty new. Is an uh, Euclidean sequencer. Exactly. Uh-huh. There are so many tricks in Max for Life and, and uh, on the MIDI routing. About what I really love about Ableton is the MIDI routing that you have inside Ableton because I work mostly yeah. with with the MIDI than with the audio. And um, so, for example, the what um, Joseph was mentioning before was that um, you know there is this um, uh, 616. There is uh, actually an emulator of the old Dopfer uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. sequencer. The 16 uh, X2, yeah. yeah. The... And so what happened if you put, for example, it's like a trick to get all almost uh, immediately in the groove. So let just put, for example, you have a sequencer there that is sequencing a synth. And at the same time, you open um, uh, another MIDI track where you have uh, a tom that is pitched on, on synth. Yeah. And uh, you use an, um, um, a note, uh, echo note, mm-hmm. echo, you know, there is a plugin for making, and you can pitch it down for uh, one octave down. And um, you can have the sa- exactly the same um, sequence uh, that is always on on uh, on scale on pitch scale. I mean, I don't like scales because I never use. <laughs> Not really, like, but it's always you know uh, it give you the feedback from the tone that is on um, uh, on uh, on the third note. On fifth note, on sixth note, and this is like 
creating this groove between what it's you... It's like a base. I remember, you know, you like you put a tone, but it's like a, you know, it's like a funky... You can never be wrong, you know? This is like something that sometimes I used to get immediately in the groove to do something... Napolitan mm. uh, touch. <laughs> the Napoli groove. When I found something, I cut it. I used just the part of the the, the, the love, and, and uh, <clears throat> this is the way to achieve a bass, or you mm. can achieve a bass just using the original sample, the, the original sound from the, the synth. Uh, you pitch it down, you cut it, you you compress, you you just want the part that it really works with the. Uh, you know all the all the 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 sounds uh, that are played from the sequencer and use it as a baseline. This is another mm. approach. So I, I really love to be all uh, immediately in the groove. Like I don't like to really struggling going through. That's why probably uh, I'm sorry. You know, like <laughs> I, I, ne I never I never I was always afraid to buy a modular machine. Like because this is something that um, uh, I it's an assumption because you know I, I never get into it. But when you get into it, like before you find if you always have to catch everything and find the, you know the sounds that you that they really match for what you're doing, it can take half an hour. 40 minutes to get there. I know it's part of the process. You probably you there are people that are enjoying more to find to create their own sound there. But I'm more in in um, you know like yeah you you like you like to have instant things. So I I, I guess your 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 approach is to use sequencers in an, in Ableton or the Max for Life sequencers too because they they kind of instantly generate stuff that you can start with you know Ideas, like you can have a starting point yeah yeah i know what you mean it but it, that could also work with <laughs> with uh, with modular uh, to be uh, you know uh, to be Absolutely. honest because you, so some you know i mean it, using modulus doesn't mean that every time you you are behind it that you start a new patch you know you can you can live with a patch for days or weeks and refine it and and so every time you turn it on uh, something new happens or you can find another uh, a oh, part of the range that it's capable of doing, you know. So you know, it 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 can just as well be something that generates instant starting points as as um, sequences. How do you feel when you disconnect the patch that you create and it, it was there in the studio for a week and you're like? Well, I do that when when I get tired of when when I think you know I, I want to do something new or when when I think okay. I have exhausted uh, the possibilities for that for that patch, then it's um, mm. then I make a new setup, you know. But basically, all the whole studio here is modular, you know. There's no there is nothing uh, connect connected, you know. Nothing mm. is fixed. So even even for for um, um, yeah, basically for every project, I build a new setup. So sometimes. I put like, uh, you know, I, I start with, uh, you know, just a drum machine or I start with a combination of a synth and, and, and a couple of pedals or something. And then from there, it grows and grows and grows. Um, but the cool thing is that you just designed the system. So you have all everything in your head. You know how it works because you just which, added, you just which built is it. Which is your advice uh, for uh, Joachim? Which is your advice for somebody who wants to start modular? 
you know, from like, you know, I, I know more. I feel I, I love more. You know, it's something is calling me a lot. To well, be honest, I'm like Gaetano, I never use modular, but it's a, it's, it's, really a, it's calling me a lot. That I would give to people who use who start making music on a computer as well, you know, just use. Um, if you buy, if you if you want to get into modular, just buy three modules, you know, and, and you get the best of what you can from that, and then yeah, you st- yeah, you okay. ju- and, and just make it work because even if you'll find out that some things aren't possible with with just three modules, but a lot of stuff is possible and you'll only find out what is possible when you try everything. And, and that's true for, for working on a computer as well. You know, just don't get like a zillion plugins, just get one good soft sense and, and, and a good sequencer and just um, try to find every possible uh, corner or, you know, thing right. that it can do uh, until you move on to the next one, because that's, that's probably, the most killing thing for for doing something creative, if you have too much choice and and mm-hmm. no knowledge about how it works, then you end up exactly. skipping presets and and just. I'm scared, I'm scared of that. That's it. I'm it's the yeah. mistake I did with uh, when I uh, well, it's a mistake, but it's a lesson. When I um, I built up my studio in Barcelona, and uh, I just bought a lot of you know machines and scenes that I was you know looking for, mm. but I bought them you know in the in the same time and then you know i was like okay well, you know you know you're in the studio with all the the, the the stuffs and then i've learned this lesson like never buy get whatever too much things like just one piece each, At the time. You know, yeah. and you and you learn a lot from because there's so much to do but when yeah. you have too much things that are new for you but you are they're calling you you know and you go there and it's like Okay, where where I should to start today? Uh, it's different if you buy the studio like you, Joachim. I think you collect many many you know gears and machines during the the, the years, but you studied every machines that you that you get. You know, I think it's like you 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 got the best of of each machine. It's it's important to know. This is I did a mistake, but still I have a lot of things there which naturally and you know. Um, you know, step by step, I, I'm discovering. But um, yeah, it's an then, advice I give to. If I have to give an advice to the people are listening, you know, even people that are just starting hardware or something like, don't do this mistake. Don't buy. Too yeah, and many. you have to also realize that if you if you let's say you start out with three pieces of gear, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, once you buy the fourth one, you enhance the the possibilities of the first three as well because. For example, you buy um, uh, or you get uh, like something that I, that I wanted to um, reply to Gaetano. Like, if you use now these Max for Life sequencers in in Ableton, and you use them on your old rack mount synths that are that are behind you, they totally breathe new life into these machines because they've never been, uh, you know what I mean? They've never been controlled by uh, you know, a modern sequencer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this, they, they they've never been um, uh, you know triggered or, or controlled by by um, an amazingly complex modern sequencer. They Absolutely. maybe they have only been used with uh, like sixteen step uh, you know <laughs> uh, classic sequencers, and and you basically thought, okay, you know, now I've kind of exhausted this machine, but then you connect it to some really wild. You know, generative thing, and it and it's completely new. You know what you get out of these uh, machines that I you're think, flying around. So yeah, if you, 
completely. Yeah. Right, so what right, I'm saying I, is, I agree. You, I agree. So yes. what I'm saying is, if if you get a uh, if you start small with a small setup and you you buy a new a new uh, addition to your setup, um, it also makes the other things that you already know um, sound different because you can you can run them through it or you can whatever you know. Uh, function your new piece of gear has you know it is an addition to the vocabulary or the the range of the the, the mm. sonic possibilities of your old gear as well you know right right, right. So totally true. Yeah. Totally true. i think also there were some of the most legendary records around that we made with like just two three machines yeah you know? and yeah <laughs> you, you know what i mean Jochen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah yeah not even three <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, one even, yeah. There's some tracks. Yeah. That, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. It's not what, but how, you know, like always. <laughs> yes, know? guys. Yes, guys. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm studying a lot. I'm learning every day, and uh, it's very inspiring. This talk. Thank you. Um, you know, we are talking in uh, live streaming, but it's like you know, as you say, Joachim is a is a friend talk. And thank you, thank you for this. Very inspiring. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking sure. a lot. My mind is like, you know, uh, okay. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about the, the pedal because you mentioned it like more than once through your talks. It means that it's, uh, it's part of your setup. You really care about it. What? The pedal? Pedal. 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 <laughs> Effects. You you're, talk, you're talking about the, the filter that I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah, it's a, um, uh, <laughs> Well, there's two of them here in the lab. It's a, uh, it's basically a filter or like a saturator or delay or whatever. I use pedal. Is it correct or not? Well, I'm, I, I'm not sure which one you mean, but yes, I mean the, the, there are a bunch of pedals around here and yeah. it is just, um, just the, the way I like to record, uh, that pedals are very handy. You know, you just can, you can, you could chain them up, you know, you can make a long chain. Which of kind pedals. of pedals you mean? Yeah. All yeah. kinds of, you know, guitar pedals and, ah, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. and things like, you know, uh, you know, the Aventides things, uh, okay, and, well, and some, well. some, uh, some things, auto, the auto pedals. And stuff. So, something yeah. very interesting. Uh, but it's just, cool. it, it is basically just, the same as I, I as one would work with a modular system you just uh, hook everything up together and see what happens you know and um it is just a nice way to to enhance um um you know to, it, to make it more complex straight away after the scenes uh, how do you use it we know and what part of the chains do you use the your pedal depends you know wherever they sound good you know <laughs> and uh sometimes i use dj mixers in my setup too because they are they are easy to manipulate you know they're limited but they are you know they have auxiliaries and they have you know smart way of routing things uh, but they're small enough to fit on the in the setup and um yeah you I saw can, your your live with the um, um planetary assault system uh, you were do you know you were also using dj mixer for the setup yeah. for for some things it's which quite interesting yeah. because you can it's it's as you say it's limited but you it is okay. an instrument. Which it's an instrument that has has a very limited uh, range of, of possibilities, but they are all useful. I mean, it's you basically mean, you mean to make a record. You can use it as well. You know. Yeah. You why can, not? No. Wow. Nice. <laughs> I mean, not not. I would not use it and at the end of the chain, but it uh, it can be uh, part of the chain of one sound, you know, or maybe Lovely. two. Lovely. So so you you run in like uh, you know maybe. A, 
I don't know, a synth sound and then you use the auxiliaries and the EQs uh, live and the filters and everything it's just to shape strip. the sound. Yeah, like a channel strip, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it can be part of it because, again, it's a, it's a very simple uh, device, uh, but you can be very quick on it because it's, a, you know, you, you've used it a million times. So, um, hey-de-ho, <laughs> this is Dennis. Actually, uh, th- this is the, the thing we today, uh, Dennis and I released a, a collaboration uh, that we, ah, record, yeah. we recorded here in the, in, in the studio. He's, He's the man uh, of the, you, you the testing equipment. Yeah, I saw his picture with this big modular behind. You don't live anymore in the cube. I've been there. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. Actually, you, uh, <laughs> I left you. That's, that's funny. I, I was walking out. I, I was going out my door one day, and and uh, totally randomly, Gaetano was walking by my house. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even know he was in the city, and he didn't know I lived there, and was yeah. like, "What? The, what are you doing here?" <laughs> 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 Uh, wow! I didn't know this. It's so so nice. Yeah, <laughs> crazy guys. We can we can talk for hours. I mean, I don't I don't need need to stop now. But uh, we're nearing two hours. Um, so um, maybe we we should just um, give the people in the comments um, a last chance to maybe ask a, Let's see, yes. a question. Um, there were a few interesting but, ones. Oh well. Well, maybe you pick one if you, if you want to talk about one of them. No, like before, um, Ronnie Solin was asking about like if someone is using iPad for production or this kind of stuff or even uh, sound field recordings or these things. Was quite Do you want to answer that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it's the same. I mean, I use... Uh, I don't produce on the iPad. <laughs> I just sometimes try to use some applications because they're like um, Moog is doing very nice stuff. So I try to use it as an external synthesizer and with a sound card connected and I record it. And But I really like to do field recordings and to put the stuff into my productions. Like uh, now I'm using the Octatrack, for example, and can be very, very well manipulated the sound. So maybe, you know. That's another subject you can talk for hours about. Stuff, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah, have seen you open I think from, it, uh, from sounds. It's, no, it's interesting. So you, so you, you record, uh, do you have, what, what kind of recorder do you use for that? For I have a Zoom H4. Oh yeah, okay. So then you, you just get the, you select the sounds in on the computer and then you put them in the Octatrack. Uh, so how how do you use them? Do you use them as uh, sounds to layer other sounds with, or do you design De- sounds mm, with it? Depends. I mean, the, the Octarack is very powerful, so sometimes mm. I use it for like wavetables. So I cut a very small portion and then starting ah, okay. from them. But I like to also see what the Octarack can do because the the sampling process is very very powerful and. I it, I think I bought it in uh, before the the quarantine, so I started to to study it a few months ago, and it's very very. 
it's a good, uh, the, you know, the quarantine time is probably the best time to buy a device like the Optitrack <laughs> yeah. because because it's just no use if you if you just uh, I mean and only use it like for sampling and not for the MIDI sequencing that is the other yeah. half of the machine and yeah it's huge no but it's it's uh, it's one of these these things that you really have to study to get the most out of it yeah it is just yeah. no way you can get it out of the box and and I mean you can get stuff out of it instantly but it's to really know how powerful it is you have to actually get the I menu. bought it because I want to perform my live set only with uh, Octatrack and uh, mm. Analog Rhythm and I you was using set, Andrea? Yeah, set I was set? doing uh, a yeah. hybrid set like computer with Ableton and uh, like of course controllers and drum machines and synthesizers but now I wanted to I mean when it will come the the chance to do it of course I don't know when I still have time to learn and yeah, yeah, yeah. What to do. <laughs> when you use the octatrack uh, you use octatrack right when you play mm. Joachim uh, uh, you uh, sync it on the on Ableton and then no. you know no? No, I don't use so, Ableton. I, I, for live. I'm sorry, no Ableton on Tractor. Sorry, 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 sorry. Really no, the, the, for some reason, I've uh, I never sync hard the for for my live sets. I, I never do that. It's okay. always, okay. I just okay. start it and then uh, wow. you can nudge it by hand, you know. Okay. Uh, because in the past, I I have some bad experiences with uh, stuff that is synced from okay, a computer, yeah. and then mm -hmm. when it when it runs out, you have to restart the whole thing, and and wow. by just by just uh, uh, syncing it okay, uh, okay. by hand, you get a little bit of friction, but but that's fine. You know, it's like like never. I don't think anybody ever hears that. I'm probably the only one who hears that. But it's it's uh, there's yeah, a little bit of mistake is part of the of the stuff. Well, it's not. I wouldn't call it a mistake. It's just running out slightly. You know, yeah, maybe yeah, a yeah, few yeah. milliseconds. But it's it's fine. You know, people. I don't know. It's it's just it gives me a more sort of safe feeling to have control that. over. Okay, yeah. is another machine that uh, let me scare me because scare <laughs> me because everyone said it's so powerful, but then it's, um, you have to go really deep into it to get all the things that uh, this machine can uh, achieve. Because I, it's a great machine, they told me, but it's a uh, yeah. It's yeah, deep. Yeah. it requires it, it requires some uh, some attention you know don't mm. get it if you don't have the time to really find out what what it can do um mm. it it yeah it deserves your your time as well because it's uh, it, once you get really deep into it it's it's incredibly powerful yeah. it's incredibly mm. powerful yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing i really miss on the octatrack is the separate outputs but um I yeah mean, there's a queue there's a queue out so you can have two stereo pairs or four mono pair monos Going out, but it's but it's still quite limited for for the amount of stuff you can get out of it, you know. Uh, but it's yeah, it's it's an incredible it piece works. of gear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I just saw saw Selin showing up. Uh, I think we've already answered that, right? He's. I mean, what, for it, me, what? I bought the Octorack. So. <laughs> yeah. What? No, he he asked. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, so you you bought the Octorack uh, uh, recently? Ah, oh, yeah. Anybody got some new gear? No, I was uh, during Corona. I was focused on the track, the, the gears I have had, and uh, what, as I mentioned before, I needed to learn. And this is this is the right time. I just, yeah, yeah. You know, you can get the best of your machines if you need to get something else. Mm -hmm. from, but it's a never-ending story, you know. 
whatever you have, as you say, you know, it's like... It's a gas. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's an average, you know. timeless, you know. It depends, of course, which machines you have. But, you know, the, the, the real classics and, you know, good gears, you know, there's a never-ending story. You mm. can get, as you say, even pedals. It's very inspiring what you say, because pedals, you know, uh, I use some, something for my DJ set, but, you know, in the pedals, you can put a, a hi-hat and process it in like in five pedals and you get uh, a synth, you know, mm, it's like yeah. you, you, you never know what you, what you get from it or like a tom and you get, uh, you know, like a distortion. Uh, uh, you, you can even get, you can even get pedals chained up in such a way that doesn't even need an input anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it just sounds, it just, it, yeah, there's just yeah. feedback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to anyway, buy a new machine as soon as my creativity slow down because <laughs> because sometimes you know i just you know find new plugins and new machines and take inspiration from something you know from new stuff that you have uh, in your studio so that's uh, so no any good stuff new so it means that my creativity is still working that's a good that's a good <laughs> one. yeah it's a, it's a great great uh, uh, note to end on i guess um, we should all um Maybe plug our most recent project. Maybe uh, Joseph can start. You were. Um, do you want to plug anything? Anything coming up? Anything coming up uh, that people should not, look out for? I have, yeah, I have, I have a lot of. Uh, you know, I have my album remixes coming out, which is not my original stuff, but I have a lot of new original things that I still didn't haven't decided. You know, it's like I, I'm taking time, and uh, what I've learned. I don't want to like uh, do like, okay, I produce a record and put it out. Just, you mm -hmm. know, make a lot of tracks and then you decide. This is uh, the, the way I was, you, I was using to do before. You're okay, I have, I have to make a record. But then you don't follow your heart. You don't make art. You know, it's like more following which the, what the label wants. Because I was doing like this before, of course. I wanted like, was my dream to come out on a label? And you follow what the, the label wants but as i started my label it's called the right dimension and i want to uh, make as more art as possible and you know it's it's, um, it's unlimited but um it's uh, i don't have any real plans as i told you before i did the tracks house tracks techno tracks but i don't have something okay but the most important project right now is the album remixes it's going to be a very special packaging uh, I'm going to do singles, and um, I got the first single is Master Set to Work uh, Remixes. They made the, they made six versions. Can it <laughs> open? They're crazy. It's like getting back 20 years uh, in the music, and they're still so powerful. And then um, I've got uh, Steve Rachmat. He made uh, three remixes. Oh, nice. uh, he made one Sterak Electronics as well, which is kind of Italo Disco. It's very well, Steve, of course. And then um, uh, DJ Anna, she's doing a remix. Then uh, DJ Stingray. And, uh, and uh, Francois Kevorkian. Francois wow. Kevorkian. Yeah. Uh, you uh, picked some, uh, you pick some uh, good people heroes. there. Heroes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, I think it's a, it's a good moment right now, even because we're not playing. It's good to make... Um, something that people doesn't expect but still it's you know it's something that you know can make the difference uh and it's it's important to don't follow 
too much what is going is going on, you know, normally around the scene. I think it's this is my heart saying. It's it's like you know, many people know knows me about you know my uh, kind of style, you know, festivals and club. But I I'm an artist, and this is the time where I really want to grow and you know uh, and express as more possible what I have inside, and also. These kind of remixes are like uh, what it's an expression of what I consider uh, uh, quality, respectable, and it's out of the you know the uh, top ten. You know what I mean? It's something like really even my album. I I didn't make the album to to be on the top ten of uh, you know digital websites. It's just uh, it's selling a lot in um, in um, physical. You know, but I did triple vinyl, CD, and cassette tapes. So, you know, yeah, I did 50 cassette and it's selling a lot in Asia, like, the, you know, Japan, you know, Hong Kong. And it's, uh, it's, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud of what is going on. And, you know, just many, some people were like, didn't understand what I've done because they were expecting some, you know, kind of uh, uh, dance floor bombs, you know, as they say today. But it's, it's, it's music. And I really don't want to, to, to follow uh, the 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 fast way, I, I I did step backs, and I really want to to take the longer way to make music, and because music is my is my life, is our life, and uh, mm. it depends how you want to to express music. Uh, I want to express um, as more art possible, and this this period is really helping me a lot. I'm in a, in a great place. I'm in a very comfortable place, and uh, I'm good, happy. With, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, yes. Andrea, you you got something um, coming up? Working on stuff? Uh, working, yes, of course. I'm constantly working on music with uh, like solo projects and, um, and uh, also collaborations. And I mean, I as I said, this, this this period I was focusing more on studying these new machines, but I have a lot of also other techno tracks that. I'm dealing with the label that, I mean, uh, they liked it. And so we are trying to understand when, because this pandemic postponed every release. And so I think in 2021 will come out uh, vinyl and techno vinyl. And, but this uh, chance that coronavirus gave me to be a bit more detached from the techno scene brought me back to uh, my inspirational more music when I'm doing like more experimental stuff and uh, things with uh, that are like far from the club scene. So I'm working with a very good producer, a friend of mine, and we're trying to collect an album with uh, special music, like, you know, uh, things that can range from the broken beat, fast stuff, or even ambient drone and uh, an album. It's cool, yeah. I mean, this this is the story that 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 basically comes up every time. You know, people are using the time uh, off, basically. You know, yeah. the time with without the touring um, to really re sort of reflect and and to do the things they they've 
been planning to do all this time but never had the time to do it you know so i mean yeah that's yeah, it's cool i mean there must be so much stuff <laughs> I, w- I would you know, say brewing now everywhere you know, <laughs> that, is coming, that is coming out uh, <laughs> after this period it's uh, everybody's uh, sort of uh, corona or covid album uh, <laughs> is being made right now <laughs> i would <laughs> oh, send cool. it to you cool. for uh, for um, for a feedback yeah absolutely i'd love to hear it i'd love to uh, to hear what you've been doing amazing you uh Gaetano, you got anything um yay <laughs> <laughs> yeah come from, come from the promise show no no nice. no no actually i it's just arrived here a few few days ago this is like the third volume of uh we touch series and um uh on this number um, I'm really pleased to have Dietrand, Steve Bicknell, Kenishi, Oscar Mulero, and uh, Alexander Kovatsky on, on uh, as digital. Um, I'm super, super happy about the series that I that, uh, have done so far. Hello, all the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. so, so, so where, where can people get it? How do you, if people want to check that out, where, where should they? Absolutely. Um, like any old best shop uh, behind the corners of your city. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's um, the first number. We're already out, of course. The vinyl uh, and uh, this th- the third number will be out in the, in one month. And then the fourth number, uh, I will have uh, Radio Slave, Oni Dijon, and. Um, um, Mark Broom and Shunomi Abari will be out uh, first week of December so it's uh, it's been like a tough work being uh, put all these artists together and uh, um, make like uh, a sense to all the projects and uh, musically speaking I'm really really happy and uh, so yeah I'm really thankful to all those artists that have been be involved in this project so yeah great stuff great stuff man thank you i forgot to mention uh, one of the remixes sorry otherwise you get mad matthew, <laughs> John- matthew johnson is also oh, okay. and wow. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. too, too many information i was feeling about modular i was like okay i have to get the modular Just, uh, <laughs> 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 okay and yeah. you know, i'm very happy uh, what we spoke at the beginning about the store Vinyl, you know, you have your. Yeah, I, I I'm going to so. plug that now. It's free. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you, you, you made me shocked. I'm so happy <laughs> to see this, really, seriously. Yeah, so today we, we uh, released uh, two new vinyls on store, which were made by uh, myself and uh, Monopoly, oh, wow. uh, my friend from Rotterdam, and he uses this. Uh, testing equipment uh, for sound generation and uh, we took a day a full day driving four times back and forth between his place uh, to to wow. here to move all this stuff because some of these machines are like 30 kilos and you know they have wow. one filter one sound <laughs> crazy so the whole you know the whole I saw the knobs are like, like yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a really interesting way of making music because they are so limited and uh you know in terms of uh what they can do but um you know it makes you work really really hard to to get something out of it but um the sonically it's very special it's some it sound wise it's uh unlike anything 
you know, uh, traditional. Um, so it's it's um, yeah, it's, it it was it was a great trip to to work on that stuff. And um, we it's limited it, edition, right? You just print few. Yeah, few it, we we do a maximum fifty copies on vinyl because they're wow. all made. They're all made. Yeah, Amazing. they're all made by hand. You know, they're all single. Wow. Wow. basically incredible uh, but they're out today and and they basically it's just uh him and me just fooling around with this equipment and uh, with um some stuff that uh that i manipulated uh with with modern equipment with my equipment but it's basically all live takes you know they're all one uh they're all uh recorded live um so there's uh eight tracks two vinyls and they're out today and you can find it on the store yes. bench so what an amazing thing Amazing. Printing just the the numbers of the records that you want. Yeah, it's an amazing. Yeah, you print it like. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, well, I mean, the, the, it's it's of course for the people who really like to collect the vinyl and who want to have a lasting, um, uh, you know, actual product in their hands. You know, uh, but it's all on SoundCloud and it's all on YouTube, so people can, you know, everybody mm -hmm. can listen to what we've done. But it's just if you want to buy it. There's no digital, collection. yeah. There's no digital sales, so it's either just streaming or it's uh, or it's vinyl. Amazing, and amazing, um, amazing. Fritz, okay. hey, our Fritz, that's uh, that's the guy who is cutting our the vinyl here in. He's the he's very important <laughs> important uh, part of the crew here. Fritz. Amazing, amazing, respect, respect. Yeah. So um, yeah, great people, great to hang out. I mean, we could have talked for hours. <laughs> Four hours. hours. Well, let's do it again sometime. I, actually, we we started half an hour before then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next yeah. one is after <laughs> I, I start my hours. modular. After <laughs> yeah. I start my okay. modular, and we're gonna do again. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jochen, for this. You too. Thanks all for being we here. And very nice. Thank you. Very it was nice. really a pleasure. Grazie, nice Andrea. to meet you, Andrea. Uh, it was very nice, nice to meet you guys. Yeah, Get thanks, Andrea. Good to see and you. thanks also to the people who've been uh, watching this on Twitch and YouTube and uh, Facebook. And um, have a nice evening. Absolutely. Ciao, ciao. 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 Bye. Ciao. Bye bye.